0: At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T, she will do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello, my friends. I'm about to begin the show designed with you in mind. You're tuned in to Talking with T, where we chatter about what matters while bringing you the latest in trending news, hot topics, and more. Thanks for tuning in to our first show of May 2021. This is Tanisha Baker, and the month of May is celebrated and acknowledged for National Salad Month, National Bike Month, National Hamburger Month, Military Appreciation Month, National Barbecue Month, Mental Health Awareness Month, and National Foster Care Awareness Month. This week on the national calendar is Thank a Teacher Week. Every profession starts with a teacher. The job of an educator is not easy. We charge them with educating and growing minds. Teachers tackle many roles in a very demanding job. Be sure this week to find a teacher and say thank you. May 4th is officially National Thank a Teacher Day. The theme this month is bloom where you are planted. Some people tried to bury you and didn't know you were a seed. You are encouraged to take what you have where you are and do what you can. Know that your past does not dictate your future, but it is your present moment that will be the investment as to what lies ahead. It's May 3rd, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, American entrepreneur, record executive, film producer, director, and actor, Damon Dash, the legendary King of Soul, the late James Brown, late boxer Sugar Ray Robinson, and actor, Duel Hill. Today on the national calendar is National Two Different Colored Shoes Day, National Paranormal Day, and National Montana Day. On this date in history, in 1866, white civilians and police killed 46 African-Americans and injured many more, burning 90 houses, 12 schools, and four churches in Memphis, Tennessee. In 1948, Supreme Court ruled in Shelley v. Kramer that federal and state courts could not enforce restrictive covenants which barred persons from owning or occupying property because of their race. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs. Why not build your brand on Talking With Tea, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage? Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit talkingwitht.com.
1: All right, listeners, it's that time in the show where we review trending news, and today I have none other than our top investigator. Y'all know what? Most often instigator P.I. Cam. And we're going to start with a happy highlight. The NFL draft was a celebratory time for many, heading to the big league, including Najee Harris, who was drafted by the Steelers. But not forgetting his journey, he hosted a party at a homeless shelter where he used to live. So, Pam, did you watch the draft? Yes, I did watch the draft. I was trying to see who my – Miami Dolphins was gonna get, and I was trying to see where uh, Amari Rogers from Knoxville was going to. So he went to the Green Bay Packers, 85th pick. But I was really impressed with Najee Harris and and what he did. You know, because most people expect him to do the extravagant, you know, parties or whatever. But he went back to he went back to the homeless shelter and, and was a blessing to those kids and you know their families. Yeah, that was amazing. And that's right, we do want to celebrate Amari Harris and all of those on the come-up. So for the NFL draft uh picks, we hope that they make good choices, have a long career, do the right thing. We've seen a lot start off well, and so many things happen, so many distractions um, when you come into that type of money and that type of career, that limelight. But I wish them all well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we most definitely do. So, what do you think about the only Black Republican Senator, Tim Scott, who says America is not a racist country? What um what country is he talking about? But the, the one we live in now? Is, is there, is I there believe, another one? I believe one that, that Trump is about to start. That's the one he's talking about. I was just thinking that, and so I have several stories today that might dispute his belief. And I'll start with white farmers in Wisconsin who are filing a lawsuit saying that they have been left out of aid that is going to black farmers. And they say that the efforts to address equity for farmers of color deny them benefits. Yet, I believe they're forgetting that almost all of the $26 in pandemic aid administered by Trump went to white farmers. Before these new efforts, only 0.1, that's a decimal point and a 1, percent of pandemic aid went to black farmers. Right. 0.1? Yes. (laughs) 0.1? 0.1 is all that went to black farmers. And now they're complaining when almost all of the 26 billion that went out before went to white farmers. Well, we'll we'll, um, easily switch with them if that's what they want to do. They can have the point. Right, one. right. But now that they're looking to make the distribution more equitable, they have a problem. Right. When they got it good, mm. you know. Yes, that, that's that privilege for you. Yeah. Now, Steph, Pam, you had uh, previously stated every week that we have a ridiculously racist story, and this week isn't excluded. Big Lake High School in Minnesota has moved to distance learning, not because of COVID, though. But that other disease, racism, you know, it's prom season and these promposals have become very popular. And For those that don't know, that's where a student is invited to the prom in some creative or grand style. Two white students were photographed with their promposal signs that read, quote, If I were black, I'd be picking cotton, but I'm white, so I'm picking you. There was so much fury over those signs. The school had to close its doors in an effort to, what they say, keep the school community safe due to violent threats. So, <sighs> oh. hmm. Okay. So they wrote these signs out, and I'm pretty sure someone seen them before they actually posted them. Well, probably. And that just lets you know that people were in agreement or didn't see right. anything wrong with it. Right, because we think about if our sons are going to the prom and they're making a sign for it, you know, we're going to be in on it because, you know, that's our son's prom. So I'm pretty sure the parents knew about it. So unless you know what their upbringing is. Yeah, it does speak to their upbringing. I don't know if the parents knew before they wrote the signs, but the the kids evidently thought they could get away with it because they had the nerve to take a picture. And that picture went viral and now the whole school had to close down. Throw the whole school away. Throw the whole school away. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And then Pam, you had also warned us about these Zoom recordings. And a New Jersey high school teacher, Howard Slotkin, was removed from his position after he was recorded, cursing at students and calling George Floyd a effing criminal. Now during this Zoom session, With his high school students, he also said, quote, if you think I'm privileged, then F you because my daughter thinks I'm privileged and I don't even speak to her. Then he seemed giving a student the middle finger. And I'm like, what in the world is wrong with this dude? And parents started complaining, but they got no response at first. So the next day, he's back in the classroom. Acting a whole fool again, he told four of his black students they had to write an essay. One of the students, Tamaya Williams, she's a 17-year-old senior, she didn't write her essay. He told her she was full of S. This time, the parents went to the media, and so now he's out of there. It's sad that they had to go to that extreme to get attention. And I'm sure his behavior, as you mentioned, didn't evolve in a moment. This is his normal behavior, his normal beliefs. So how do we allow people like this in front of our children? Are they just picking these teachers out of the hat now, like off the clearance rack, <laughs> or maybe <laughs> in the basement. You know how Watsons used to have the basement part? So this this isn't the kind of teachers that we had. Or even my kids had. I don't know. Then they now let's talk about this new generation. Well let's talk about this new generation of teachers. Teachers gone wild. Teachers gone wild. Teachers gone insane and teachers that are racist. Back to we aren't living in a racist country. So what are what are we living in then? Cause Sometimes I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. Yeah, I feel you. But I'm not done. Nevada's Clark County School District is investigating reports of a game played inside a kindergarten class. And they say it was full of racial implications. The game, played at Louis E. Rowe Elementary in Las Vegas, was styled after Duck, Duck, Goose. But it involved setting up one person as a slave and another as a hunter. And it was called Catch a Slave. And a young girl was telling her mother about the game, and the mother recorded it, and she was saying how the slave is meant to run from the hunter, and the hunter can use guns and dogs to capture the runaway slave. Now listeners, you can read more details. You can see the video that the mother recorded of her daughter explaining how to play the game and all of that on talking dot com. But the teacher has been removed from the classroom. Now, Pam, just a nutshell version, a kindergarten teacher has her kids playing a game called Catch a Slate. What you what you think? Uh yeah. this is ridiculous I cannot believe that these people think this is something that you can really do with some any age but really some kindergartners catch catch a slave how about you catch these hands how about that game you played that before (laughs) (laughs) it's ridiculous like I mentioned ridiculously racist I don't have a better name for that segment I don't either That's that's, uh, beyond me. Yeah. Well, we're not done. I got more. A former Georgia sheriff's deputy is accused of labeling the beating of a black man in custody as, quote, sweet stress relief. He also allegedly expressed a desire to charge black people with felonies so he could prevent them from voting. The court records and the information I got from CNN said that, The federal investigators suggested 28-year-old Cody Richard Griggers of Montrose was a white supremacist. He also pled guilty to a federal weapons charge. In an affidavit supporting the government's criminal complaint against him, an FBI agent highlighted messages that were written by him, and it depicted hatred towards black people and the LGBT community while also speaking positively about the Holocaust. How could he possibly protect and serve with that mindset? And you know what? Before you say something, Cam, here's the thing. I'm intelligent enough to know that all cops aren't bad. It's just that until you are in an encounter, you don't know which ones are good. And it makes me nervous, cautious, and even afraid, especially for my black son. Right. That's why I've always felt like they should do, you know, before you get hired, they do psych evaluations. They should do those periodically, maybe every six months, you know, because you need to weed out the, the bad ones and keep the keep the good ones because they can't keep hiding how they feel about certain races or certain people. You know, you're supposed to protect and serve everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm I'm grateful that my job is there to do that. He doesn't, he doesn't see none of that mess. He's there to do his job and I'm grateful that he is. I feel like we need more people that have that mindset that we are protecting and serve without any limitations on these police force everywhere. Right. So if possibly, like you said, if they could do some type of psych eval or references or do a more in-depth check that would reveal some of these racist mindsets or this bigotry or biases so that it's not as easy for them to be on the force and to have these dangerous encounters. And it's been so many, so many, so many lives lost, so many people brutalized, and with the police... Sometimes I think it's not even a black and white thing. I think it's about power because I've seen black police officers over-exert their authority as well. So it's something in the culture among police officers. But with the recent conviction of Chauvin, maybe we are heading in a new direction. Officers won't feel like they're obligated to go by that code where they don't tell on each other, you know. And I understand they're a family. I understand they go through a lot. I understand it's a dangerous job, and they want to get home like everybody else. But some of these, they are just bad apples. I mean rotten to the core. And they're doing more harm than good. No justice, no peace. Oh, wait, whoa, (laughs) whoa, whoa. Well, Pam, that's all I have for today. Do you have any stories for the people? Yes, since we are on the topic of the racism that we don't have in this country, I have to tell a story real quick about an encounter I had this past week with a woman on Marketplace. I was looking for my mother a washer and dryer. I found one for a pretty good price, so I messaged the woman, um, and she messaged me back, and we were – in cahoots about getting the wash and dry. She asked what the address was and I told her and then she said that she really didn't want her wash and dry going to East Knoxville and I'm thinking am I adopting a child or is this a wash and dry that you no longer want? And an so old said, inanimate object that she yes. doesn't want in East Knoxville. Right. She was an older lady so I you know, I kind of just let, let it slide and told her, well, that's fine, you know, this is where my mother lives, so if you don't want it to come to East Knoxville, um, then can you send it to my son, because he lives on Lovell Road? <laughs> <laughs> what is she... <laughs> So, was she willing to send it to Lovell Road? <laughs> yes, yeah, she was willing to send it to I said, you know what, Mabel, just forget it. <laughs> wow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess uh, that's going to be it for this bit and I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week and I can't wait to tell it
0: everybody's talking with T the talk show designed to engage educate empower and encourage the community is on WJBE 99.7 FM at 1040 AM just the best every day Well, once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170, 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithTea.com, share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Be sure to stay tuned to the DL Hughley show right here on the historic WJBE and when you turn down for the evening, Some people build walls and others build windmills. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With T.